Good evening, Foam Flingers! You're here for another episode of Foam After Dark, and hopefully it is a uh, show you enjoy. <laughs> because we enjoy bringing it to you guys. Um, I'm we Bots, do. of course. Uh, my co-host, of course, Blaster at Arms. But let's go ahead and switch over. I'm not seeing a stream. Oh, let's go ahead and mute that. <laughs> That's for later. That's a special surprise that'll help us later. <clears throat> yeah, it still says podcast is starting soon. I oh, give it a couple of seconds. I barely just pressed the button for transition. Oh, sorry. That's ah, all right. You're fine, man. Uh, yeah, guys, please let me know whether you can hear myself as well as uh, Blaster at Arms. Uh, audios have hopefully been kind of ironed out. We should be good to go now. You should be able to talk freely. If it's still not showing up for you, I guess refresh the window. Yeah, that's what I just did. Okay. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so I don't have to pay a toll to talk anymore? You shouldn't have to pay a toll to talk. You know? <laughs> but anyway, guys, uh, you're here for another episode of Home After Dark. Thank you so much for all the support. This is our fifth episode. This is episode number five. I just held up ten, but it's episode number five. And uh, I'm excited for that because I know um, one little, um, I guess, kind of milestone that me and Blaster had when we were uh, first formulating the idea for the podcast was we wanted to at least get five episodes under our belt before we start introducing uh, guests and stuff like that. Uh, because we wanted you guys to, uh, to have a chance to know us as uh, hosts and co-hosts and whatever you would consider us. We're just hobbyists just like you guys. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, okay, so the first topic, do you want to just go right into it and bring it up? Because it was your idea to bring this one up. It was my idea. So, yeah. uh, knee sliding in uh, Nerf Wars. So, like, there's kind of a thing, some people, like, don't like it or don't want to do it, and some people do, and, like, what's the advantage of it? And um, <clears throat> I think it's really odd that people would tell other people not to knee slide or anything like that whereas my take on it is well knee slide all you want to just be aware that like uh it is you know wear and tear on your body but i mean mm -hmm. we're running around doing an athletic thing so wear and tear on your body is kind of a given already that's true uh and really my thing is just wear knee pads um wear knee pads uh there are actually specific pants called slide pants um, they're a paintball thing. And so if you look at like paintball gear, uh, paintball shop stuff, and you look up slide pants, um, they're pants that have like thickened, um, oh, what is it? It's like thickened material on the sides and padding in the knee area. And they're specifically for sliding and, and slipping around and running around on the field. Or and, if you have to take a knee for some reason. <laughs> Or, yeah, or you have to take a knee for anything. And that's why I recommend knee pads anyways, mm -hmm. is because uh, we do play outside, and there's, like, lots of root balls and stuff like that, uh, especially where <clears throat> where we play uh, in our area. Um, they, you know, we're kind of, like, we're the Gulf Coast, but we're also kind of in the Piney Woods part of Texas, like, where that kind of converges over. <laughs> the fun parts yeah. of Texas. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, um Lots of pine trees, lots of roots, lots of uh, scrub oaks and live oak and all that other stuff that likes to, you know, root ball up and mulberry and 
Yeah. Right. This is, this isn't, um, oh wait, that's right. This is the phone podcast, not the Arbor <laughs> podcast. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, um, but, uh, yeah, the technique ahead. is it's important to 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 do it properly um as far as uh, i don't have any issues with it i actually knee slide um i'm the uh, 230 240 pounds and nice. 40 plus years old and i will still get out there and knee slide and dive and stuff like that um take falls and <clears throat> it's just a matter of uh it's part of the hobby in all honesty well, to me, it is yeah. like it's part of that running and gunning and mm-hmm. and really getting at it and being competitive and being intense, and it's just fun. Like it just makes it to me. It makes it fun. Um, there, there is a thing about learning to take a fall and being a little athletic and stuff like that. And um, you know, uh, I don't know. I guess technique or something like that. Yeah. And and when you when you are doing it, to kind of roll with it, don't force it. Uh, when you force things, that's where things like try to go the direction they're not supposed to go, and you kind of force things, and that's when things break. That's if when you kind of roll injuries. with problems. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah, that's when your foot gets caught in a root ball and like twists you around, and then like you're hobbling the rest of the day. Yeah. Uh, well, you see, that, that's what just... I was going to ask you. Have you seen? Have you ever had or seen any injuries that were? I'll say serious with air quotes, but when I say serious, I mean like took somebody out of the game. Oh yeah, myself actually, and okay. not even in a competitive game, um, and it wasn't even doing anything powerful. I was I was making a dash between trees, mm-hmm. and this was in a super stock game, and I was making a dash between trees. And you know, I mentioned all those pine trees, right? Mm-hmm. And there was a a big collection of pine needles um, around the base of this tree, and I was kind of hard stopping behind the tree. And I didn't have my cleats on, and uh, yeah, my stop was very ungraceful, and I smashed hard backwards. And uh, guys say I hit the tree. I didn't think I hit the tree. Uh, I thought I just hit the hard, the the hard super ground. Yeah, yeah, like that's how bad it was. I hit the hard super ground, um, and there was probably a root because my head hurt. Like I was, I was done for the day. I had a headache. Wow. Um, did you have a like concussion? After that. Uh, I didn't have a concussion or anything. Like I mean, it's not like I went and got checked out. Mm-hmm. But it rattled my teeth and Ooh. like I had a headache and I was I was done for that day. Um, wow. And that wasn't even. And that's why I feel perfectly fine with telling people that it's okay to to run and gun and hit hard and do power slides and dives and stuff mm-hmm. like that because you're gonna get hurt doing normal stuff. Yeah. Hey, right? like I got hurt. Right. I got hurt running between trees. Like, you know, saying that, oh, well, if you do that stuff, you'll get hurt. Man, you get hurt just being outside. And mm-hmm. that's just not the, um, that's not the attitude that I kind of go with. And, and it seems kind of silly to yeah. say, you know, when you can get hurt on the pile of pine needles that's at the base of the tree, because like you, you tried to redirect yourself and make a hard stop into cover and like ate it hard like they stopped the game that's how hard i hit wow um and uh and so if that's the kind of things that happen in normal play mm-hmm. on a super stock field playing like 315s you know saying that doing knee slides and power dives and rolls and stuff like that is you know not really a good thing uh in 
other plays is just kind of silly to me. Like the logic just doesn't flow because the yeah. danger's already there. Just by nature, yeah, the danger's already there. So we, we just had to a me, new, you're not uh, escalating it. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, sorry to interrupt. Yeah, we just had a new follow from uh, Freeze3257. Welcome for the follow. And he just said, uh, I don't think sliding on grass or rugs is a good idea unless you're wearing knee pads, which is, yeah, that's exactly what we were talking about. Don't do this unless you're properly prepared and equipped for it, of course. Yeah, I uh, and I, I said it too. Like I recommend mm -hmm. knee pads regardless. Hey, Samson rolled in. Thanks, yeah. buddy. Um. Freeze! I'm the 61 year old. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> we actually have a guest that's going to be on the podcast as a 65, actually 66 year old, uh, in a couple of weeks if we can get his tech stuff sorted out. He's the oldest nerfer I know. I'm not saying he's the oldest person who nerfs. I'm sure there are older people. <laughs> um, you know, but I he's the main one that I know in my I'd say immediate circle of friends, and he gets in there with the uh, with the guys, and he 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 don't. I mean, to be, to be blunt, he don't give a shit. <laughs> nice. Yep. Yeah. We've, uh, we had a guy, uh, a much older gentleman who is a dad uh -huh. to one of the guys in the game and he would come and he would play and he was, when I say much older, he was well into his sixties or seventies. He was like an old dad kind of deal and he was cool and like he would get out there and tear it up. He had no qualms. Um, Lit me up more times than I care to count. Yeah, that tends to happen. Um, I was going to say, I do have some experience, not necessarily with myself. I do have a bad uh, injury to my knee. At one point, I got donkey kicked, so my knee kind of bent backwards and my meniscus never healed properly. Um, so I don't do any sliding myself, but I have had a lot of friends who do do that, and they're great to... If you are capable of doing that, and all I'm going to say is you know your body better than anybody else, and if you feel you're capable and healthy enough to do that, by all means, go for it. If nothing else, you can really help your team cover ground faster, especially if you know you can't. Then just don't put yourself in that situation. That's what I would say. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, better call Surge. Aiden's dad. You're right. Uh, that's absolutely who I was referring to. Okay, cool. That dude would go out there and tear it <laughs> up. It's awesome, man. But, uh, yeah, um, like I said, I've never personally myself uh, done an knee slide, but I have seen it used very practically and very tactically. And even myself, um, when we would do medic rounds, which I assume you guys do medic rounds up there with the uh, the Houston groups, I, I assume Sometimes. medics. Yeah, I, I, Sometimes. Yeah, I was we, gonna... we don't have a lot of medic games, but mm -hmm. it is something we do on occasion, so yeah. Yeah, we tend to do it more for, like, warm-ups and stuff, which is, you know, fine with that. Um, but uh, when we do medic rounds, at least back in my home park, I tend to wear, like, full-body shin guards. Uh, you know, kind of like the baseball player ones. And not necessarily yeah. because I do any sliding, it's just I do have to take a knee because you're supposed to go down and lift your hand, whatever, wait for your medic to tag you in. Um, you know, but I'm like, I'm either I'm not going to take a knee if i forget them or i'm just gonna like kind of like hunch over like i'm catching my breath and lift an arm and get tagged but yeah uh, and, and people mm -hmm. that uh people that are worried about uh, knee pads and stuff like that um yeah baseball shin guards are good soccer shin mm -hmm. guards um goalie guards like you can find that stuff in thrift stores oh yeah um, it's pretty common 
you, you just take a couple weeks making your thrift store circuit and you'll get some probably that will fit you and the other thing is uh military surplus stores oh yeah uh the the old military molly gear um from the from the 90s to the early 2000s they're not using that gear anymore and like that gear's all being cycled out and knee pads oh, really? and elbow pads I, I knee pads and elbow pads are part of that gear set so you can get them like five ten dollars a pair and they're pretty rugged they're military surplus they're used river but they are pretty well done um i actually keep a couple pairs um with me because we'll have guys that come out for the first time or whatever and uh, i guess i got kind of loners donors kind of deals so. yeah it's typically a good idea uh i would always have a bunch of loner gear uh until it got kind of, I don't know, I became like the dad of the group, so to speak, where it would always come to me for loaner gear, and I had to basically be like, whoa, you guys start carrying your own shit. I'm not bringing shit for everybody. <laughs> right, like, I'll loan it to a first-timer yeah. or or a third-timer who's young um, and, and really trying to get into the competitive side. Mm -hmm. Then, like, I got a lot of leniency. But the other thing is that they're five or ten bucks, Mm -hmm. And so I just tell them, yeah, 10 bucks and they're yours. And then I'm just going to take that $10 and go buy another pair. Basically. Right? Like, Basically. That's, like I'll cycle through them. I don't, <laughs> I don't have a, <clears throat> yeah, I'm not the, I'm not the gear equipment manager. Yeah. I don't know. I, I guess to kind of side tangent off that, but still kind of related. Yeah. We're running into issues with that in my current group where people aren't bringing their own blasters because they know that we have a loaner bin and, uh, my my girlfriend who is a president of that organization she basically had to get snippy with some people because they were like oh well these blasters suck why can't i use a good blaster like yours and she's like because i bought my blaster what did you do <laughs> <laughs> she's like if you don't like if you don't like what's here then bring your own yeah like uh that's what's in the loaner bin <laughs> basically uh, get your earlier or get your own yep, there you go basically like, the loaner bin is not my supply stash it's your supply stash. Yeah. What you put into it is what you'll get out to it, out of it. And that's because we still play with uh, with full length darts as well as half length darts. So we are starting to transition to more uh, half length dart play. And some people are kind of like bucking against that, but I'm kind of like whatever. It's it's the wave of the future. You know, it's easier to uh, it's easier to clean up, easier to find. Uh, at least where we easier play, easier to store, easier to store, less space is required. Uh, yeah, stuff like that. It's, it's many reasons for it, but we're getting off topic. <laughs> less bulky with the mags, and we're still talking equipment. Yeah, that's Let's true. Neat equipment. Uh, but let's get into the other equipment, like mods. Ah, uh, yes, mods. Okay, so first we will talk about our mod of the week. So our mod of the week is brought to us by FoamFun88. Let me go ahead and bring that up here. Here. Why aren't you bringing up? You should, you, you should be live already. I don't know. But yeah, freeze. Uh, you bought the long shot. Is there that what you're go. saying? Yeah, that was a good one. So this is the long shot pro that he's basically has done what I call stage one mods to the long shot pro. And basically, what stage one mods are is he has removed the ratcheting uh, system, removed the safeties, and um, 
I think he's replaced the O-ring and used Super Lube to kind of keep everything in good shape. So those are what I would consider Stage 1 mods for a Longshot Pro. And plus, I just fell in love with the color scheme right away. I was like, that's a beautiful purple, and it kind of actually has a metallic shimmer to it. It is nice. I like that color purple. Mm -hmm. Not so much the book, but that one. <laughs> But uh, he also did send me a video, a follow-up video, uh, after I told him, because generally if I can get in contact with whoever the mod belongs to, I will let them know, hey, we're going to feature you. And uh, if we could feature him, cool. If we can't, you know, I still want to feature their stuff because maybe we can entice them back into the hobby. But uh, with him, you know, Foam Fun was e easy to get a hold of. He's also Foam Fun 88 on Instagram as well as YouTube, and he sent me this follow-up video. Let me go ahead and bring it up. He's just showing a fun little trick he found out about it. Once you remove the ratcheting. So, ready to go. Try again. Now there's two in there. I didn't know that. And they do go quite far, you know? They're not smashing into each other. <laughs> so he's gonna turn around the camera right now. You can actually see the the spread on it. It's a pretty good spread. I was pretty impressed by that. I didn't even think about that, and I did remove the ratcheting with mine. Nice. And it's also a shotgun. Mm -hmm. Well, you see, the thing is, he's using full-length darts. I don't know if he's using full-length darts because all he has access to at the moment. I mean, whatever. That's neither here nor there. But he well, did that. It comes with half-length darts, so I'm not yeah. sure how that's... It comes with half-length darts and full-length darts. Uh, kind of like how the OG Nexus Pro did. Um, OG Nexus Pro. Ah, well, the OG, the orange one, you know, the OG one. <laughs> Anyways, to get back on topic, <laughs> um, he did that with that's four. Cool. I love that paint. Yeah, he did it with four full length darts, and I was like, "That's eight half length darts. That spread could be even bigger." Yeah, that's uh, certainly gonna take a, a zombie wipe for at least that front stage. Oh yeah, you know, for an sure. HPC game, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, and uh, once again, that's Foam eighty eight on Instagram as well as YouTube. He hasn't posted on YouTube for a while, uh, but he does say he has told me he is interested in coming back. It's just life stuff happens, guys. It happens to all of us, regardless of whether we like it or not. Right, and. Uh... So our mandatory Maverick, though, is also from somebody who's... Uh... I'll say a veteran of the uh, the hobby space. I know Mr. Nathan from way back when. So let me just go ahead and bring it up. Yeah. And it's not his build, but he did feature it on his IG. And mm -hmm. this is from Ragnar Oktoberfest 2019. Was... Yeah, it was just before uh, the pandemic stuff happened. Yeah. 
And of course, it's a Maverick with a Specs BZ and it shoots Spring Thunder shells. And it's uh, it's a mandatory Maverick. And it's everything that mandatory Mavericks should be. <laughs> Namely, that they involve a Maverick. And it's awesome. Yeah. And once again, that's Mr. Nathan Mods on Instagram. Uh, side tangent, but related, Mr. Nathan is still on YouTube. Uh, if you've never checked him out, definitely go check him out on YouTube. He hasn't posted in a while, but he's still active in the community. Last time I checked. Uh, but he was a good guy. Definitely liked his energy. And yeah, this is just a cool mod. Anything with HPA. I know HPA kind of gets a big kind of like red flag with certain groups. And I'm never going to tell anybody how they should or shouldn't play. Uh, but what I will say is that it looks sweet. <laughs> if nothing else, it looks sweet. And this is like a true definition of what we'd say would be prototyping. Like constructed out of crap. In this case, like it looks like PVC piping. And then go on to the design stage where you would start uh, like 3D printing it and then go from there, you know? Yeah, it uh, looks like 3D printed brackets with some aluminum bracing mm -hmm. and uh, some thin plywood. And like HPA, HPA is good. Um, I don't have an HPA rig, but I think it's perfectly fine to run um, mm -hmm. wherever you can run it. Yeah, so. all depends on... Um... All depends on group, of course. All groups are different, and like I said, no one's wrong for playing the way they want to play. So, yay. Um, <laughs> Alright, that was Mandatory Maverick. Ready to go into our I'm next one? Maverick. I'm sorry. What, yeah. what do we got for Blaster News? Ooh, and Blaster that's what people news, are really here for. Right? Blaster News. That's all they care about. That's all they care about, my blaster news. All right, guys. So we got some oh, big yeah. news. Yeah. So, so uh, yeah, Serge <laughs> pointed out that yeah, um, just because it's HPA, and I guess it is kind of related to blaster news, but Serge pointed out that Spectre had made a post about um, like pre-orders for super cores. So okay. if HPA is your thing and uh, you want to get on the super core, he's gonna make a new batch run if he gets enough people to sign up for it and so check it out uh i don't remember where that was yeah serge but, if, you, uh, if you can send me a link to that like maybe to his post or somewhere where i can direct people to because i'm pretty sure there are people who are going to be interested you can either send it to me or send it to blaster it doesn't matter but i'll make sure it's in the show notes yeah because that is definitely uh something i know people are interested in <laughs> oh, yeah i mean hp is good mm -hmm. it's good all right, guys. So next, we're gonna. You know, guy. You knew we were gonna talk about it. The new Dart Zone Max Omnia. Yeah. We were talking about this last night at like. Yeah. Was it midnight? One o'clock in the morning? Something like that. Just about. Yeah. <laughs> it is essentially. In case you don't know, I mean, I will link to the video by Dart Zone, which apparently uh, they have their own official podcast called. Um, I think it's called Blaster Chat or something, which is fine. I mean, if you want to go support them, by all means, go support them. But uh, our opinion on it, yeah, Serge just said it's the Dart Zone FDL. <laughs> yeah. But I'm pretty sure it's not brushless. I'm pretty sure it's brushed. It might be. I I watched this last night, like at one o'clock, two o'clock in the morning. But basically, okay, the reason why this is kind of a step in the right direction let me go ahead and bring it it's going to come packed with a lipo 
packed with a lipo uh, people are asking for a price. I believe they said $90 was what it was going to be. It's going to come with an XT60 connector, if I'm remembering correctly, and it was going to come with a LiPo. Now, there is a lot of issues that I feel with shipping LiPos, uh, and a lot of those are out of people's control, I'm going to be honest. Uh, you know, things like temperature fluctuations, heat fluctuations... Uh, going from a cool shipping warehouse to 100 degree Texas weather, like where I live at, that could yeah, that's be a what, problem. That's what storage. That's what storage charges for. And well, no, yeah, I totally got yeah. that. So. I, I'm just worrying. I mean, they already said that it's not going to be on store shelves, which I think is the right step to go. You're gonna have to custom order it uh, specifically, if I'm remembering correctly, from their website. Yes, and so that mm -hmm. makes sense because yeah. they are including the, the lipo. And lipos on store shelves is yeah, terrible that, outside yeah. of a hobby shop. Like if it's in a prepackaged thing, I mean that's just. Although I mean I guess they have some RC trucks that are that are like that at the hobby shop that come with the lipo. But whatever. Yeah, I, I don't I don't I'm not gonna comment on that. I'm not in the RC car <laughs> podcast arena. I'm in the foam flinging arena. Uh, but no, yeah, I totally agree with you. Um, that was my big concern when they said it was going to ship with a lipo but then they're like no it's only going to be special order and it's going to come with a 2s they said a 2s and, and it looks like it's xt30 um i can't tell really well from the picture but uh, i think that'd he be said, really cool if it's an xt30 i think he said xt60 in the um well they mentioned xt60 but that connector is going to be a looks, stratus pro yeah. uh 2s lipo yeah, so it's whatever came with the Stratus Pro. If anybody has one and tells us that uh, it's a 2S or a 3S, that would be very handy. Inquiring minds want to know. Yeah. Uh, but basically, this is going to be flywheel, uh, half-length, or pro dart only. I think they said 7 to 8 darts a minute, depending on what, um, I guess, what type of ammo you're shooting from it. You know, different darts perform differently, of course. Oh, I yeah. will also say one thing I did like. Let me see if I can just kind of skim it and get to it. Nope, I might have skipped it. Okay. It's kind of, I don't want to play it too much because if you guys are interested, you should totally go and watch the video. But the stock of it is in strike compliant stock as well as let's see if i can get it up nope looks not like it okay underneath that stock there is a buffer tube so that means that you can put whatever you want on it <laughs> if you have a buffer stock that you would prefer you can easily slip that on and I think it was actually Blaster that pointed this out. Like, it looks like the uh, natural evolution of the Raider stock. <laughs> yeah, it does. Um, and I, I do like the look of this, honestly, better than the uh, the MK3. Um, but the One of the things that I didn't like about the MK3 was uh, I was really excited from the initial shape of it because it looked like it was going to have horizontal flywheels. Yeah. And then there were did. vertical flywheels. And I was like, well, why does it look like somebody stuck a flounder on a trigger then? Like, why has it got that, like, flat fish face kind of 
look to it. Yeah. But um, I like this one because you know it's vertical, it's sleek. I prefer horizontal um, flywheels, but uh, if if you're gonna give me a, a, a blaster that looks like it's got horizontal flywheels, I would like them to actually have horizontal flywheels. Mm -hmm. uh, so Freeze asked, "Is it both long darts and half dart?" I think this one is half dart only. It is half dart only. Yeah. They specified, uh, so it comes with a lipo, two of their new uh, mortality style half dart mags, mm -hmm. and the blaster and the squarish evolution of the raider stock um the raider stock cult has been like uh Busy what did i say work. the raider stock cult has gotten the oh no that was about the other one never mind it was about um, the other one but it's the same basic concept yeah, <laughs> that's why the same, same basic concept. Yes. uh they got the uh um uh, whatever the temp uh, the the knight's templar treatment the knight's templar um, treatment <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Serge does ask the Omnia, what's the origin of this? Um, I, my uh, basic garbage Latin uh, tells it, me that it's like everything or yeah, like all inclusive. Basically, it's supposed to be like the be all end all, so to speak. Omnia means like omni, which means like everything, which means like all inclusive. Yeah, but but you're using it in a contents of of over everything like yeah. magna and magnus. But I I think it's more. It's more the, uh, more of a platonic everything of like it is just the little bit of everything kind of. Yeah, yeah. No, I I could, I could agree with that. And I'll also the say the more fem feminine inclusive uh, everything, not the um, masculine Magnus. Uh, it, it's possible. Everything. So. Yeah, it's possible. I mean, but I mean. Like I said, my poorly ill-informed Latin. So, well, luckily we're not a Latin podcast. We're a we're a phone podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but um, a couple of things were said during this um, particular video, and I wanted to just go ahead and like uh, bring some attention to it. The first thing they said is that they are going to try to be more grounded with the hobby and more grounded with the community, and as such, they are not doing the Dark Zone Pro Tour this year. Um, and I won't comment on the things that happened last year or the year before, whenever they did it last with certain people, um, who are of questionable, uh, background, I'll just say that. And I, I wonder if that might have burned some bridges with them, like, or if maybe they were growing a bit too big for their bridges, so to speak, and they kind of got humbled after last year. Uh, I don't know. I got to tell you that a lot of people that I talked to mm -hmm. on the competitive side of things were like, I'm not going. Like, yeah, I just I have no interest in going um, because of what they did to the rule set. Mm -hmm. um, that was kind of like a lot of people's uh, sticking point is that one of the things I love about competitive nerf and that a lot of people who I run with love about the competitive side of things is that it's not paintball. It's not airsoft. Um, there's uh, levels and layers of tactics involved with what the nerf gun game has become and grown into mm -hmm. um, from the guys in Singapore to uh, blaster tag to the um, uh, and, and the other groups that have all kind of poured into it and this whole ion rush kind of style of play where 
there's layers of layers to the tactics and the the methodology so like you got resource management yep. you have flag control you have uh field position like all these things you know really play into um the use of nerf blasters that you don't get when you just make the game team elimination and that was really like i know for me personally yeah. that was that the wind out of my sails on is like team elimination okay uh who's gonna run it, it's who's gonna, gonna run, run what basically you're gonna you're gonna run four fdls and a caliburn basically on the field at all times that's what you're gonna start the field with and you're gonna win like, that's I, I the think only that way to was, be competitive i think that was also the other issue with the original dart zone pro tournament was people would essentially go to the qualifiers and they could use whatever they wanted whatever their gear they had trained and were familiar with with was and then when they went to the actual dart zone pro tournament they were like you're only using these and that's it uh yeah and that was kind of another thing mm -hmm. of like uh what 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 we use to get us there isn't what we get to to exactly. win with um and there was just some things wrong with it and uh i get it they were trying to do a promo thing um they they had great success i think uh as far as getting people out there and getting participation it's just there's a lot of people that i know and not just in my at arm's length circle other people that i've talked to and had conversations with in other areas um that do like the competitive side have, have expressed kind of the same thing that you know the the way they ran it kind of took the wind out of their sails and they just weren't really interested in that gameplay mm -hmm. and uh hey you know they did it they did something it didn't work out they're gonna step back and kind of feel things out again and hopefully they'll run another one in a couple years or so yeah or maybe they'll do this like blaster tag tour thing um yeah but, actually uh, uh surgeon asked, so. asked a question about that he said what, what was the status on the colorado event last he heard it was postponed and yeah that is correct the colorado event that they were supposed to have i think it was june 11th I could have the date wrong on that, but it was in June 11th, I'm saying. I'm sticking to it for the moment. Uh, it was essentially postponed, but there was some confusion, I think, that uh, possibly Dart Wars was still under the impression that it was still going to take place. Maybe um, Dart Zone had pulled out, I don't know, but last I heard it was postponed. So if anybody happens to live in the Colorado area, and maybe, or maybe you know more, uh, gladly enlighten me or enlighten us rather so so we can report on it uh, appropriately yeah i haven't heard anything about that that's um how it went or whether i hadn't heard that it was postponed or anything cool yeah uh yeah freeze you're right nerf cqb qcb only works for a nerf absolutely um, but i do not agree with you that everybody with the same blaster would be cool um there are a lot of different skill sets and different capabilities, and there are people that can use certain blasters and people that can't use certain blasters. Mm -hmm. And so I like the variety of the game because I like people being able to play to their strengths oh, and yeah. counter other people's weaknesses. And okay. um, maybe for a round or something, like it, you know, yeah, I could fun, say doing it for, but, for just for funsies, yeah. But for a competitive arena, um, uh, that would that would be straight up killjoy to me. Uh, okay, back to blasters, though, right? Yeah. We gotta talk about blasters. Blasters. I just Wait, wanted to kind of, like... Let, let me just addendum on that very slightly, because, yeah, like, my girlfriend, for example, when she first got into the hobby, I mean, she's a lot shorter than me, uh, she could not 
prime a Nexus Pro to save her life. <laughs> it was just too much strength for, for her yeah. little uh, body. And I was like, how can you not prime a Nexus Pro? Uh, <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> but, you know, that's neither here nor there. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't told tell her. Don't tell her I laughed about that. <laughs> Please oh, she, don't tell her I laughed. <laughs> she's going to hear about it. Because, what anywho, long story short, she went to the gym. She got buff. And uh, now she can prime a Nexus Pro just fine. But besides the point. it's um, a win. <laughs> besides the point not not everybody can use competitively the same blasters like we were talking about uh so yeah i just wanted to throw in a little bit of like factual real life situation that happened so yeah uh i i i had have to agree with blaster on that i mean it's a novel idea and if it's something simple like for example like if we want to do all jolts or all um i don't know just like all strifes basic strifes or whatever because we're playing an well, office get... building or something i mean yeah, we do. We do have a mode uh, called Rambo, where everybody has like a a knockout. Um, okay. And uh, one guy gets like a real blaster, and then everybody else on the field gets a knockout. And it's the goal for the one guy with the real blaster to make it across, you know, the field. And uh, it's kind of a fun game. Uh, so. Yeah, you know, that that is like that one situation where I, I will say that everybody having the same blaster. But then again, it's like what you said, it's like a real simple, easy to want. Like it's a knockout. Like yeah. everybody can prime a knockout. You know, even eight year old kids can prime a knockout. So Yeah, there's not um on a side tangent I will say there's nothing wrong with knockouts at all. I happen to enjoy knockouts a lot. Did that come off negatively? I was not condescending towards knockouts. I, oh I no, 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 no. That came <laughs> I love knockouts. Knockouts are great. I'm, I'm just talking generally in the sense where you're like, it's just a knockout. I was like, oh yeah, some people like them. <laughs> some people like them, some people don't. <laughs> All right. Uh, what's our next one? Um, um, see, we, we have the one about the community blaster. Is that the one that you wanted to bring up? Oh yeah, yeah. So community blasters, like uh, we just decided that we'd like to... Um, give some time to those people that are putting the effort into designing things for the community and publishing their stuff, making it available. Yeah. And uh, he had released this several months ago, um, but misplaced Moose. Mm -hmm. uh, he actually has a Moose mod shop and he came up with uh, a blaster called the M0053. Uh, go figure out what that stands for. Mm -hmm. Uh yeah, you know, you might want to write that out like in the chat or something, but yeah. And <laughs> it's a 170 plus FPS mega dart bolt action blaster. So a la like the Ranger kind of thing from Tinkershot. Um, but he's, uh, it's more of a, uh, a Caliburn. Got it real quick. Yeah, it's kind of a Caliburn, uh, like a U-Rail Caliburn or Caliburn U, mm -hmm. that thing. And it's pretty nice. I've seen uh quite a few builds going on huge <laughs> it's massive uh it i i like the spacey look of it like the whole... yeah i definitely give some like sci-fi sniper-ish looks yeah um it's you know it doesn't look like the halo sniper rifle but it kind of gives me that vibe of the halo sniper rifle without being the halo sniper rifle and i so... believe this is the one that walcom featured in one of his review videos Oh, did he? I, I'm trying to oh. remember. He covers a lot of stuff, and you know, no shame to Walcom. I know he had done one for the Ranger, Tinker Shot Ranger. <laughs> ah, seven that's, back. that's probably the one I'm thinking about. Yeah, I'm probably confusing um, the two. But oh, man, uh, I hope Tinker Shot made the Ranger. Otherwise, I'm gonna feel like a jerk. 
Uh, anywho, <laughs> so th there's essentially two options. You can get it with a K14 spring, which gives you up to 218 FPS, as well as a K12 spring, which brings you up to 250. And then, of course, you can customize your barrel length from 18 to 24 inches, and it, it looks sweet, I won't lie. And that's a he has a parts kit, too, that's nowhere... Um, that's a completed one. He actually has parts kits, so if oh, you've yeah, got a yeah, printer yeah. or a friend with a printer, uh, the... the, the yeah he's, models are free mm -hmm. and, you just and buy so the he's hardware. just making money off the parts kits mm -hmm. yeah so so if you wanted to yeah if you wanted to print your own it's only 85 dollars for the hardware and you could go nuts with it yeah so that's a community blaster we, we want to do better at it um but this was one that i had seen recently and uh, i just wanted to put at least something about community blasters mm -hmm. out there which i'll also put out there just for the sake of uh the podcast if you guys ever have anything that you guys find that you just find is interesting or odd or quirky or bizarre or effed up you guys can totally send it to us my email of course bots and blasts at gmail.com or send on the discord our socials are always should be linked down below so there should be a way where you guys can get a hold of us but yeah definitely don't be don't be afraid to contact us and reach out to us by anything uh very similarly but side tangent because you know i don't want to sound misinformed when i speak on something and if they're like oh that's an old version you're talking about there's a new version it's like well then know about it <laughs> oh been, yeah yeah would have been nice to be in the loop <laughs> <laughs> um let me see oh i also have uh i'll just go to material this. nerf yes anti-material nerf <laughs> yeah here's um, uh some of the original design files let me just bring that up real quick it looks pretty sweet inside. It is. It's pretty slick looking. And that bajillion bearings of I know. bearing scar. Like <laughs> it's a work of art. Yeah, it's uh it's gonna take you three days alone just to set all the bearings in that bearing scar. <laughs> you know, I'll be honest, I do want a bearing scar barrel for a number of blasters now. Uh chief amongst them this bad boy which i promised i wouldn't gush about but just want to show it got it in been trying to work on the review for it but i definitely want to get one bearing scar for it uh because i think it would fit just fine uh but yeah hey sam welcome to the chat uh free said using larp stuff for melee question mark oh yeah that's a good question um sure what would in regards to nerfs or LARP stuff for melee, um, I'll just comment on this before we move on to the next topic. Um, it varies from group to group depending on what, where you play, what who you play with. There's some nerf groups that don't allow melee at all, and that's their own decision. There's other groups that allow like those foam kind of like wacky bats, and uh, I personally don't like those. I, I actually like it more uh, when they use like the kind of like latexy weapons. They kind of look a little bit more, uh, I don't want to say realistic, but a little bit more like engaging. Those seem more fun to me. Oh, I agree with you there. Mm -hmm. uh, I think not allowing melee is a terrible uh, thing. Decision. <laughs> like, yes, terrible decision. Uh, like, uh, But I'm, I'm all for like variety and stuff like mm -hmm. that. And uh, people that uh, think that melee shouldn't be part of the game. I'm not sure what game they're playing, uh, because melee has been a part of it. Like, what are socks, right? Like, right. <laughs> okay. You know, thrown items, melee, whatever. 
anyways um as far as my take on it is um i think it's cool uh and if i have any Welcome. questions about um somebody's like home built or whatever melee items then i will uh i, I will offer like, <laughs> but yeah and like i said i'm i'm in my 40s and i'm 230 250 pounds like well let me hit you upside the head with it as hard as i can like <laughs> you know right like you know how safe do you think this is um but i my concern is because we got a bunch of little kids that run with us in one of our clubs mm -hmm. and so i worry about their lack of control and yeah. other people's um not regard for uh the impetuousness of little children yeah and and just being cognizant of that and where it can go No, I, I can totally agree with you there. Uh, Free said one uh, behind a guy carrying a LARP shield. Yeah, shields are kind of a different situation. Uh, we allow shields at my ward. We also allow uh, melee as well. But we have a rule which is like you have to take the field with a blaster. Uh, because we were having issues. At, speaking from my own personal experience, we were having issues with people that were um, showing up from like rival. I'll just say like like LARP groups, like, like Amgard type, uh, type of things. And essentially wanting to not even nerf, just wanting to like, like narc on people with their like bigger quote unquote, stronger weapons. And we just had to say, no, Hey, if you're here to play nerf, you're here to play nerf. You're not here to, to do that crap here. <laughs> so we had to be a little strict with them in regards to that. And they kind of, you know, buggered off and that's fine. <laughs> Yeah, this isn't uh, this isn't dueling arena. This, you know, this is yeah. this is a, a nerf blaster fun. Yep. Uh, Absolutely. All right, so we want to go on to our. Is this our big topic? Yes. Oh, uh, Sam, thank you very much for the bits. Oh, yeah. Yes, thank you, Sam. That's awesome. And let me see. Let me go ahead and bring it up right here. Okay, so before I bring it up, let me just say this is gonna seem. Like, how is this blaster news? Well, it's more blaster news than you realize. Essentially... Well, it's blaster news for, like, in the in the modders' uh, creative uh, sense of it. Mm -hmm. And then some of the small uh, some of the small provider people as well. Uh, yeah. They, you know, they're oh, what am I trying to say? Um, the other ones were yeah, that's gonna affected gonna by that. it. Yeah. Yeah. And, but on the other hand, um, I kind of agree with it. So the, this article came out from AP news and it talks about packages from China are surging to the United States. And like, there's an issue with the, so if you send a package to the United States, um, from China. and uh, if, and it's the item value is less than $800, it, it's not processed through and you don't have to pay duty on it. Um, but, uh, if it's, and that's the threshold. So obviously if it's more then you got to fill out the paperwork and all that other stuff. And, uh, it wasn't always that way. In fact, it was back in 2016, it was, I think $200 and they raised it in 2016 to $800. Oh, wow. And I was not aware of that. Uh, yeah and so there's like some people have the opinion that 
it's too high some people have an issue with it being there at all and um their issue is with the the chinese imports um specifically um and i my personal take on it is okay i can concede that that seems a little too high to me but there's a compounding issue and it's not even mentioned in this article which i find very interesting considering their point is that um under the the world's uh economic uh stuff the world trade organization we there's a thing where china is labeled as a developing country and so they get a lot of these concessions and one of those concessions is that postage to, from china to the united states is compensated by the united states postal service yeah and so the true cost of shipping something from china to the united states that we pay we don't pay that true cost in that shipping we pay that true cost in well why is there such a problem with the united states postal service right like mm -hmm. i mean that's a common that's a common thing that you know i hear about and i've actually had some problems with them myself personally over the last month with mail delivery likewise not my mail carriers personally i'm the system I it's more the more the packages that. themselves yeah uh no letters themselves oh the like letters have, okay yes i have i have letters and stuff like that that uh people have sent to me for stuff and i have not gotten them wow in fact i still have a yeah i still have a letter that i haven't received yet and for like two months now and that's been a real problem for me but uh anyways uh my personal problems aside <laughs> uh the uh, <laughs> Uh, and, and that's just the thing to consider is that so we have these things where we pay for and the U.S. Postal Service covers a lot of that shipping cost and we benefit from it, you know, when we ship something, but then we also kind of don't benefit from it because that cost would be we would be burdened back into the carriers. Right. So we're just mm -hmm. removing the cost. And what that makes it look like is it makes things that come from China a cost less at the purchase time mm -hmm. but it actually when I, when I think about it it kind of probably costs us more in the long run right because we're cost spreading that into things where and that cost isn't directly covered and i'm not trying to make an economics lesson here <laughs> uh, i'm just i'm trying to say it as simply as possible and that i guess i kind of have an issue with that because like this country uh is getting this this concession in shipping and they're not in my opinion they're not a developing country because they've got lunar landers right they've put objects on the moon so they're one of five countries that have put an object on the moon i'm pretty sure they're not a developing country anymore and along with this whole like looking in this restructuring of the um the duty-free limit as well as the other economic part of shipping and so how does this relate to nerf is that basically yeah that's what serge said i was about to bring where <laughs> where we get our parts from right basically, because yeah. like you know we order like i order parts from from china i order parts from taobao or uh alibaba aliexpress mm -hmm. and like i order barrels from there and i'll order stuff from there and so it does affect like um a lot of people who are doing mods and some of the small shops who are getting parts and stuff self-sourcing their parts and so that tariff is going to affect their costs but then the question is how does that affect us as a whole so 
yeah it basically it means a lot of these um maybe smaller creators maybe etsy store runners etc that you might like and might get be ordering things from uh you may not be able to get them or at least maybe not as frequently as you have in the past if uh, things change basically well i think the cost might go up but then i also think the cost might equilibrate because Fair then enough. domestic production can kind of counterbalance that like you know big picture here is that one of the issues with domestic manufacturing is the cost undercutting mm -hmm. of things coming from china and we're talking about um we're talking about like two to three percent cost difference right mm -hmm. and and being able to make a return again not trying to make an economic section here but <laughs> epic economic uh, session over <laughs> right and it's just it, it is something to be aware of uh and um it and it will affect the the creators and stuff in the hobby mm -hmm. so yeah and uh, what i had meant when i said that earlier was essentially where somebody like um I don't know, let's say as a small content creator, I'm sorry, a small uh, creator on Etsy, let's say somebody like Xbox, who I'm, you know, a big fan of and a friend of, um, normally he outsources parts, what if some of those are from overseas, and instead of him being able to fulfill thousands of orders a month, now he can only afford to do 100 orders a month, at least until this kind of gets rebalanced out, uh, and it, it can essentially hurt their livelihood if they're small, if they're small enough, um. I, that's why it was important to me. That's why I brought it up. And yeah, I, I'm the one who actually brought up this topic, so <laughs> I thought I, it was important. I added in the whole mm -hmm. like the shipping thing because like it. And when I read the article, I was like, "Well, you're kind of overlooking overlooking half of what's going on there." And I think with those two things, like it kind of equilibrates and allows what would actually allow local or allow our smaller content or smaller creators to actually source parts from domestic without an, uh, um, a large increase in cost. I can't say that there wouldn't be no increase in cost, but um, it would incentivize uh, domestic manufacturers to go back into making those things. Because right now, some of those things, you can't even get them here yeah. because the, the, the their cost has been cut so low that they're their stock would just sit on the shelf. It's not that they can't sell it at that price or close to that price, but stock would sit on the shelf forever and they can't move it. And if you're not moving things, then you're not making money. So yeah, because it'll, um, since it'll be sitting on the shelf, it'll just be eating up space. And uh, at least from my retail experience or my proxy retail experience from uh, my girlfriend who works at Walmart, if something is sitting on a shelf longer than a certain season, which is defined by the store manager, they'll just take a hit on it just to get it out of there to get more shelf space open and, welcome uh, to ollie's basically yeah i was <laughs> gonna say that's why you get ollie's and big lots and all these things they'd rather sell it at cost or at least close to cost just to get it out of there because that product that isn't selling aka nerf hyper uh isn't um it's just eating up space which is taking away money out of their pocket uh yeah all right, let's go to story time. You got a good story, story time. time. And it was gear related. So we're going back to the beginning where we talked about gear and knee pads and stuff, but and maybe some safety. So okay. I want to hear your story. <laughs> story okay. time with bots. Yes, yeah, so this is actually a story time for, for myself. This is actually the first time I started going out to Nerf Wars. Um, I was one of those people that I didn't like to wear iPro. 
I'll say generally, I still don't like wearing iPro, <laughs> but <laughs> but I've seen the uh, the importance of it. And uh, we were in a match uh, with my old Nerf group, and I'm trying to remember the specific semantics of it. But basically, we went around a corner, one squad, and we kind of like pieced off. So one side went over here to flank to the right. We were just staying dead with the target. Uh, for whatever reason, I forget how, but this guy was playing with a modded retaliator because this was back in 2016, 2015. So modded retaliators with worker kits were chef's kiss. And he already had it primed, ready to go. Um, he comes around the corner just as my teammate yells something to me. I look to the side and I just feel pain right here in the eye. Well, luckily he had it on GoPro. I think it was a GoPro 3. So essentially what had happened is the dart flew. Actually, do I have a dart? Yes, I do. I have a dart. The dart flew and it hit the side of my glasses like this. And then yes, we need a graphical, full-on yeah. graphical representation. And then it went just under enough and hit my eye socket and then ricocheted into my eyeball. And <laughs> that was about 200 FPS that I got hit at in, in the eye. Almost, It was less than 10 feet, so it was almost a point blank. Well, actually, that is point blank. Well, five feet. Well, whatever. Semantics. And um, the, It's certainly uh, well within the painful range yeah. of 150 plus FPS blaster. Yes. And basically, this is why even now when people come to my Nerf Wars, I tell them the importance of wearing iPro even if you don't like it. I'm like, I don't like iPro, but I understand now the importance of it because I've taken a 200 FPS shot to the eye, almost point blank. And I think the only reason why I still have that eye is because it hit the glasses first and then ricocheted into the eye socket and then the actual eye. So it essentially had two points of contact before it actually hit the, uh, the squishy juices. <laughs> Uh, squish out their eyes and put it on je as jelly. It goes good on toast. Yeah, but it, it's something that people don't think about because I, I mean, even my my brother-in-law who uh, who nerfs with us sometimes, uh, he doesn't like wearing eye pro, and I, we finally had to reach a compromise with him where it's like, hey, you know what? If you wear those sunglasses that wrap all the way around, I don't care, <laughs> because you're an adult, you're assuming the responsibility. So that's kind of how we dealt with it. But uh, he used to just wear stuff like this. And, you know, once again, I mean, there's a big area right here where someone can go and pop you. And it was entirely unintentional, of course. Uh, the guy wasn't aiming for the eye. It was just a gust of wind that kicked it up at that moment. And I like to say it didn't, uh, it didn't put me in the hospital, but it definitely ruined my Christmas. <laughs> and uh, that's why iPro is important. <laughs> them iPro or an nice. eye patch. Nice. <laughs> That's a good idea. I should put that on a shirt. I'll be a, a picture of a, of a pirate and it'll be like iPro or eye patch. Yar. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> but yeah, it was a very short story, uh, but it is important. It is something that happened uh, to me. So I felt like, yeah, I should go ahead and put that out there. Uh, and yeah, right. you know, uh, do you have a war story you want to throw out there? <laughs> Uh, no, I thought, uh, thought that was sufficient because, uh, and this has been story time with bots and, uh, yeah, it's, it's already after nine 30, man. Like, uh, yeah. I think we're holding people up from their, their nap time. So from, from their dinner, <laughs> uh, speaking forward in the, uh, 
for future plans, I do plan on getting um, one of those little like Steam decks. So essentially I can be able to do like sound cues. So we might have a little sound cue where story time with bots. And I just press it and it'll play. <laughs> I have been looking at the prices of those. Let me know if... Uh... Let me know if you need me to uh, do a soundbite record for that for you. <laughs> yeah, I'll let you know. Uh, but yeah, okay. Yeah, I think that's pretty much it, guys. That's a wrap for us. Uh, if you guys have any questions, of course, and we're not online, our socials are down below. Definitely reach out to us. I'm still waiting for Blasted Arms to put out more content on his YouTube channel. Don't keep us waiting. Don't keep us in suspense. <laughs> hey, uh, I've been posting on, on, on Instagram. Okay, like, cool. Uh, yeah, I have, I've like, uh, you know, keep in mind guys, like I was gone for like a week canoeing yeah, and running around with a bunch of kids out, out at camp and it was work related. so, <laughs> but for this last, it was work related. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> uh, but for this last week, like I've noticed that stuff. Um, I have been messing with uh, Busby destiny. If Ooh, you've been nice. following my Instagram, that I has been fun. That. Uh, and uh man busby i god like get back to making some good stuff you know and that's my thing so uh is that i wish busby would go back to making some really good stuff they don't even have to make the sentinel or the brute or the cyclonic or the champion oh wait they still make the champion uh and you know the snipe's still good they they re-release the snipe every every couple of years or whatever but you know there was some stuff in that ultra tech line that was just top-notch stuff like go look at that stuff and please let your future designs be inspired by that stuff busby because that was some amazing stuff and instead they give us helicopter discs that we shoot at each other that what to be to be fair that that spin shot is a lot of fun i have a review of it coming soon but yes okay. but yeah I, I i totally agree with you if you're giving me the option of like a Sentinel 2.0 or a spin shot, I'm sorry, I'm gonna go with the Sentinel 2.0 or whatever I'll the equivalent is. Twice on Sunday. Um, but yeah, uh, actually, that's a good idea. Maybe we should do like a little. Um, I don't want to necessarily call like tag back or something. I don't want to step on anybody's toes, of course, but maybe like. Uh, do like a little recap episode where we talk about like our favorite vintage blasters that could be a topic of it in and of itself okay yeah uh we will do that cool add it to the outline list now okay. nice Good. but anywho uh yeah or is there anything else you're working on that you should uh, probably want people to be aware of uh just uh if you really want to know what i'm working on just check out my instagram um, that's where I've been posting the stuff that I'm working on. Uh, I, I haven't finished my second part of my logo blaster. Uh, I've got one of them done. I'll get the other one done. And so hopefully in the next week or so, you'll see some pictures of that. Nice. And that's some really cool stuff. And uh, yeah. Uh, and some more Destiny mods. I Oh yeah, I got to post a Destiny mod um, that I did to it. So that'll be up. And then all sorts of weird, crazy stuff that pops into this dangerous little cavity between my ears <laughs> nice all right thanks for joining us everybody yeah we love we're you out of here peace out guys all right bye, bye. Con Dios. <laughs>